today we have Emma Galki. Hello, everyone. So to start out, we're going to do two truths and a lie, which is going to be interesting because I've known you for like nine years. I know. I was about to say, who is guessing this two truths and a lie? Is it you or is it the audience? Okay. So it's gonna exciting. Be, but it'll give us a little glimpse of into like who you are. So go ahead. Whenever okay. you're Exciting. Yeah. I feel like you're definitely going to know which is which, but here is my two truths in a lie. One. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Two, I was born with 12 fingers. Three, I do everything right-handed except for shooting pool. Oh my God, okay. I really might not know any of these. Okay, no, Harry Potter, I know you've seen Harry Potter because when I watched Harry Potter, because I watched Harry Potter during quarantine, remember? And then we went, yes. we went out to dinner after and I was like on we a did. big Harry Potter kick. So I know you've watched Harry Potter. I right. haven't seen Harry Potter. You haven't? Who was I talking about? I haven't seen Harry Potter. And who had well, you were, talking, you were talking to us about it, but I hadn't seen it. Madison and Kuman had seen it. And so they were talking about Harry Potter. Also, I had gone to Universal to the ride. So I saw like the Harry Potter world. So I could contribute to the conversation like that. But I've never actually seen a Harry Potter movie. Oh, see, in my haze of being obsessed with Harry Potter, I guess I just completely forgot that you had never seen it. Because I was just like, I think, I don't even know if there was a conversation, really. I think it was just me talking about how obsessed I was and how I was sad that it took me 22 years to watch them all. I watched them all like, yes, yes. in that one weekend. And then we went to dinner and I was like, I don't even want to go to dinner. I'm watching Harry Potter. Um, I was like, <laughs> you were like boy. obsessed. I was obsessed. So obsessed. I still haven't seen the last two, though. I need to go. <gasps> Because, like, after, like, that, oh my gosh. I just, like, kind of, like, was, like, I never did it again. I don't know. Maybe today. We'll see. Okay. What was okay. the next one? You, you never know. Um, 12. You I was born 12 fingers. That's not true. Wait. <laughs> two truths and a lie? I guess some has always been weird, but I don't think it's because you had 12 fingers. Two truths and a lie. Yes. That is correct. That is, That's a lie. a lie. That's definitely a lie. What? For a but interestingly enough, so I put this in there because I just thought it was a very interesting fact because I know someone that was born with 12 fingers and it was just a, it was a pinky that like came outside of their pinky and they had it on each side and then they just wrapped it with dental floss and it fell off. Ew. Interesting, right? Remember when Miss Weatherford, I don't know if you're going to remember this, in high school, I had that skin tag in my armpit. I still have it. Yes. You know and she told me, she said, take a little piece of duct tape and put it on there. And then like in two weeks, it'll come off. And I was like, I'm not doing that. You crazy psychopath. Oh my gosh. That would know. be horrible. That is definitely not the way to do that. I still all. have the skin tag, but I'm living. Well, Miss Green, um, Becca Green mm -hmm. took off Courtney Simpson's mole on her neck with dental floss. Maybe I should use dental floss and try and get the skin tag off. I've had it. Like, Miss Weatherford told me that, like, sophomore year of high school. Is that when I, I took biology? Like, no, I took it, like, freshman year. Like, so this was, like. Yeah, you took years. it, like, super early. Yeah, so this was, like, nine years ago. She told me to do that. Maybe I should listen to her and I wouldn't still have it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm living life fine. Um, I feel like, should you go to a dermatologist for that? I feel like they could take yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. I'm okay. hoping that because, you know, I'm getting laser hair removal, that maybe, like, the laser will just zap it off. Mm, I don't know. Perhaps. Maybe. What was your third one? 
Oh, um, I do everything right-handed except for shooting pool. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, okay. Wow, that was a little harder than I thought. For knowing you for nine years, I guess some things just fall through the cracks. I know. Look at that. Well, the Harry Potter thing, that was just you're dazed and confused of loving Harry Potter, so it's okay. I think if I would have never went through that obsession phase, I might have been able to get that right. But I just, like, so obsessed for, like, those, like, three days. And then, like, my only plans were we were going to that dinner. And I was, like, I'm in the middle of Harry Potter. <laughs> I just want to go watch Harry Potter after this. I think you literally kept saying that. Like, I can't wait to go watch Harry Potter. And I, I know. Like, and then I still haven't finished the last two. Whatever. Maybe one day. That was a quarantine phase. Um, okay. So <laughs> now we're going to talk about your post-grad life. So you got a job before you end, before you graduated. Yes and no. So it was really my graduation date technically was May 9th of 2020. And I think I got my job offer around the middle of May. So maybe like May 15th. Um, So it was soon after I would have graduated, but I didn't have my job immediately as like our graduation day approached. But it all happened very quickly because I graduated on March 9th. And I think I accepted my position maybe March excuse me, May, May 9th, accepted my position May 15th or 16th. And then I started on May 26th. So I had graduated, graduated and started my job within less than a month. So it, it picked up really fast. And would you like to explain to the class what you do? Yes, I would love to explain to the class what I do. So I work for Synex Corporation, which is a IT distributor um, across the entire globe. So they're international um, and they sell all kinds of things. They sell hardware, computers, mouses, headsets, software, cloud, pretty much anything you can think of that a business is going to need in regards to technology, um, Cinex, a distributor, is going to sell it. So what I do specifically is I work on the Microsoft Cloud Services team. Um, so the way Microsoft does licensing these days, if you wanted to use Outlook or Exchange or um, more advanced Microsoft services like um, Power Platform or Visio, um, if you're familiar with any of those, the way Microsoft does those licensing now is all in the cloud. So you essentially just rent that service or rent, um, you know, those apps from Microsoft and pay for them on a monthly basis. Um, So I do sales for those. I do net new recruitment, which is essentially sales, finding new business for the company. Um, And we sell B2B. So it's um, we as a distributor are selling to businesses who are then going to resell it um, to customers that are actually going to use it so who we sell it to doesn't actually use the license they again resell it um, to another entity or company Um, and primarily my focus is in azure Um, azure is a server in the cloud so a lot of on-premise servers and this is especially i think important to the pandemic because we've seen a lot of movement from on-premise infrastructure into the cloud because people aren't working in offices they're now working remote or they're working hybrid um you have employees that are maybe across the state as people have found it you know um easy and a good time to move around or live in another state and still be able to work for the company that they were 
primarily working for before the pandemic. So we've seen a lot of movement from that. So people that do have these servers in their technology infrastructure on premise or inside of their building are trying to move it um, into the cloud in Azure is a way to do that. Um, so that is my primary focus as well within the Microsoft ecosystem of finding customers that are sp specific to wanting Azure. <laughs> that is so cool. So, um, but so you graduated from Clemson, which is in Clemson, South Carolina, and then you moved to Greenville, which is like two 30 minutes away. And then you started this job and you're working from home too. Yes, I am working been, from home. It will almost be a year of you working yes. from home. Have you ever been in the in office? I have never set foot in the office, which is a really interesting to talk to people at work and even to talk to our clients because they'll say to me, oh, you know, I've, I've been to Synex because I had to go there for a meeting and I'm like, well, you know, sir, I haven't, I have yet to step foot in the Synex. So I really can't relate, you know, give me a little bit of, give me a little tidbit of, of what is happening over there in the Synex world. So and I honestly don't even know there's been so much talk of, um, and it is, it's almost going to be a year. It's April 6th. So on May 26th would be a year that I have been working from home, which is literally crazy. Um, but there has been some talk of going back in the summer, but there's also been whispers that we may never go back. And again, I think a lot of businesses are kind of doing that because it takes away so much cost, I guess, of having a, you know, brick and mortar kind of place. What? Yeah. That's crazy because it, it would be cheaper, but then, you know, you it's met cheaper. humans, you know, I know. Yeah. And I think that is the conversation to be had too, because I think for some, I guess it's a, it's a good trade-off that, I mean, if their business is doing well, they're just assuming that their employees are doing well, if the business is doing well, but I have heard, hopefully we're not getting off topic that businesses are starting to offer four-day work weeks or more PTO because they found that people are working more being at home. Yeah. And I guess it's just having access. Like, it's yes. Like when you shut it down your laptop, you're like, I still have one more thing to do. I might as well do it. I'm just sitting here. Exactly. Or you see an email pop up on your phone at 930 at night and you're like, well, my computer's right over there. I won't forget. I'll just do it right now. Yeah. Or you're, it's just crazy. So that is very interesting, but circling back to post-life. Um, circling back. Yes. Um, so you majored in your degrees in psychology and you're not using it at all. No, I'm not using it at all. <laughs> I go analyze all of your clients that you're going to sell to. See, that is a great question. And that's often what I get when I talk about, um, you know, it'll come up that I'm a recent graduate, you know, I graduated during COVID. I've never been in the office and that comes up a lot in conversations at work. And that's usually, you know, the, one of the first questions, like, what was your major? And I'm like, psychology, I'm not using it at all, really. But that is everyone's first question. They're like, oh, so you're like psychoanalyzing, you know, your customers and, you know, using it to, and a lot of the times, cause I do, I do sales um, recruitment, but it's essentially sales. And a lot of people who like love sales in our department are like, you are, you could use psychology because you're trying to cater to, and I don't want to say um, you're trying to cater to what they want. You're trying to give them, yeah, no, find, 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Find, find their like bread and butter and then like offer that to them. So, you know, it takes a little bit of talking and finding, you know, what, what grinds their gears and makes a move. So I guess it could be applied. However, I define myself as not really a psychological mind type of person, which is why I don't really do anything in psychology. I just feel like I don't have the mind to be that, um, I don't know what the word is to be that analytical of a person when having that conversation, you know, I don't really think of myself that way. Whereas I think some people are more like psychology oriented that they're kind of like trying to understand people and the way that way that they work and the, why they make the decisions that they do. But I don't really feel like that's more my personality or my forte. So if I had to write it down on paper, I would say that I do not use my degree in my workplace, besides the fact that I'm required to have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> so other than that one little detail, that's, um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like psychology for you, like you're good at advice and that's where it would be helpful if you're a psychologist. But I feel like also some people go to therapy and they don't want advice. They just want to talk. Yeah, they just, exactly. Which I mean, I am like so happy to listen, but I think that, see, I feel like, which I'm thankful that you said that you think I give good advice because I think I'm not very, like, I can't give advice to myself. I feel like I don't have, and that is my problem too, because I feel like a person that gives good advice is creative in the sense that they can come up with, like, creative problem-solving ideas, which I don't feel like I have, and um, so, yeah, I feel like that is why I would not be good as a counselor or as a psychologist. Yeah, no, I definitely give the worst advice, like, out of our group from high school. I'm always like... Mm -hmm. Yes, but it's the most exciting. Yeah, advice. it's just it's just whatever comes to my mind. Like, there's no like rhyme or reason. I don't think of any consequences. I'm like, just do it. I'm like, mm. just like whatever you think of first in like this situation. Like, what would be? But sometimes you guys have taken it. That is true. I will. I will not say that it has never happened because that's not true. So it has definitely happened before. Yours is the most practical. Mine is the most like fun. I guess I don't know. And then yeah, Victoria I would agree. is like, just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, it's like, she's usually doing. probably like, good luck with that. Or yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. Figure it out on your own. Yeah. Um, oh, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> so circling back to post-grad life, we keep getting off topic. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. No, I post-grad life. That's like that when me and Taylor recorded my other podcast, um, and we kept getting off topic, and I was like, that's kind of like how being, like, a post-grad and, like, a pandemic is. Everything's just, like, whatever. Like, you're just kind of going with the flow at all times. No, th that is so true, and especially because pretty much my job is always talking on the phone, and that's what people do. They, like, get so off topic because I feel like it's, like, they don't talk to people during the day, and people just want to, like, have a chat. Yeah, and it's, like, you just want to catch up. It's, like... Exactly. I know, seriously. And, like, we're on different time schedules, like, time zones, so, like, we don't get to talk all the time anyway, so it's kind of, like, fine during the day we always talk at like nine. I know so like, we just need to like we need to schedule I'm gonna have to do a podcast with you every week from now on <laughs> okay yeah schedule um, me in pencil me in pencil you in I'll be um, on the reoccurring weekly podcast yeah 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 of course <laughs> um so what do you think has been the biggest challenge because everyone else I've talked to did not have a job after graduation and Taylor is in grad school mm -hmm. too and so it's kind of like a different, you're a different perspective because you do have like a typical nine to five job that you got after even the pandemic hit and like after graduation, like what do you think has been the biggest challenge of starting a job in a pandemic set, like from basically no experience? 
Right. So I think that it was by far that I became very frustrated with the fact that I felt like it was taking me longer to learn it being remote because something would come up like not it, it wasn't simple to me at the time but now that I've like learned and kind of been in my role longer I can see that it was very simple now and I would get an email and have like a quick question that if I was in the office I could just to the person next to me and say you know hey what's the answer to this or hey can you help me with this versus now working remote I have to ping someone you know on teams and wait for them to respond when it's good for them you know they may be on a call like I can't it, it seems counterproductive to message 25 people at once um whereas if just who was sitting around me and I could see if they were on the phone or not and just kind of ask them so and I know that seems like such a small thing because it, it would literally take two seconds to answer like questions that I wanted to ask but I felt like my development and like learning in my role just happened much slower because of that because not having like team meetings in person where people are just kind of like bouncing ideas you know off of each other people not hearing other people on the phone in in the office like being able to experience other people on calls and how they talk to partners and kind of what the the pitch is for what we're doing it um like just not even being being able to have that environment to learn from that was I think the hardest thing like it just became very frustrating to me that I felt like I was learning a lot slower than I would have in the office and that I think was was the hardest thing it's also very difficult to network because I think especially in the in like in corporate America that's one of your like main goals as growing your career I think is being able to network especially in a large company um that works in technology especially with where that's going off now so I think being able to reach out to people or having the I don't want to say confidence but having like a leg to stand on when reaching out to someone it just seems so inorganic to email someone and be like hey I just want to chat with you versus being in the office and saying hey I'm going to lunch like do you want to come and right. so I think that was kind of very hard as well that it was that it was difficult to network and kind of meet other people in that environment what is this is how we're going to end it what is one piece of advice because obviously class of 2021 is they have a little bit more sense of normalcy like people know a little bit more about how to go about graduating a pandemic and like what it's going to entail but it still is graduating a pandemic and it's still like the only people they really have to look at to like have a prototype of is like our great our class yeah, so yeah it's like what is one piece of advice you would give to someone graduating in a in this pandemic this year yeah so I think um my first piece of advice be, especially because I went through this is that you're you might and you probably will have to pivot on what you want to do um to to go with where you know the world is and where the climate that we're in is at the moment for example when i was applying for schools before the pandemic so like december january time um i was looking for event planning i wanted to do event planning for someone maybe corporate events of course around march when the pandemic hit there were no events happening at all and i really took a way different direction um on doing IT distribution. Um, so that's on the full other end of the scale. So I would say my first piece of advice would be be prepared to pivot in what you're doing and 
like be okay with it because I think one day you know the world is going to back is going to get back to somewhat normalcy I mean I don't know if it'll always be the way that it was but I think that the world wants what was happening previously to happen again um and the way that we experience life and eating and restaurants and pleasure and working and you know what have you it will get back to normal so just if you have to take a time to pivot to another industry then be okay with that and kind of be accepting of that because there's so much that you can learn um being adaptable and being versatile in this kind of environment and taking a job that maybe you wouldn't have and being able to just learn from that and again i know we talked a little bit about networking as well but being able to network with people there that may eventually be able to help you in the career that you actually want to pursue kind of after things start to start to get back to normal so be okay with you know having to pivot and take advantage of it as much as you can because I mean, I know that it is, I don't want to say it sucks, but it, I mean, it kind of sucks. Like a pandemic sucks for pretty much everyone on the planet. Um, their plans have been <laughs> very much thrown a wrench in it. So I think it's important to remember that too, that everyone is kind of in the same boat. Um, and it's, no, it's, it's, it's okay to change your plans for a little bit and kind of um, just take advantage of that, of what, of what opportunities that you do have to be able to you know, have a job and to be working, um, especially in the COVID times of the pandemic. Yeah. Well, Emma, thank you so much. You gave some great advice, shared some great stories. As always, it thank was you. a pleasure. Thank you. It's such a pleasure talking to you as well.